Hello everyone, this is Will Brogan from Commercial Truck Training bringing you the latest edition of our Extra Mile podcast. We are going to jump in right away today with part two of the interview with Keith Couch and Ken Taylor. Here they are. Okay, one, uh, one of your great assets is your ability to build relationships. But you go the extra mile on that because you know when I went and visited uh, Greeley and we went into Rush Truck Center, it was so fascinating. Uh, we went back into the service department, and every tech, every service rider knew you, and they gave you a hard time, which means they like you. <laughs> they were kidding about yeah. Bronco. They are kidding about Nebraska. And... Uh, Talk a little bit about all the things you do to develop relationships internally as well as externally. Um, well, the mechanics, they're, they're always a different lot. I mean, we, we call them the kindergarten mafia um, because we, we started, <laughs> we started a, I guess you would call a tradition of bringing in donuts every Friday morning. And, but now if they don't get their donuts on Friday morning, they're squealing pretty hard. You're getting texts. You're getting threats. You know, where's our donuts? Um, so, but it's all in good fun. Um, the guys internally are just as important as external referrals because these guys are, especially like our mobile techs, um, we've got six of those, and they're out running around uh, seeing fleets that are broke down. Well, what do they need? <laughs> Possibly. Trucks. So... I try to take really good care of the mobile techs as well as the techs in the shop because they're always talking. They know a lot of people. You'd be very surprised how many people they do know. Now, most of those guys, they aren't a sales-type personality. But if they like you, they will tell people about you. And they'll say, hey, you know, I know you need a new truck. Call this guy. Call Keith, you know, or whatever. So I'm just a big fan of always using other people's eyes and ears um like with the associations you know you know the people that are kind of the bottlenecks that the guys that know everybody get get close to them a lot of those are the rental company guys same thing but you got to know everybody in the dealership because you're going to need favors done you know I, I take care of my parts guys with donuts as well i go back i give them a hard time you got to develop all the relationships internally because those people help streamline your job to where you can pick up the phone and call them. I was texting a guy last night. He's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan after that incredible Monday night football game between the, the Chiefs and the Rams. And, uh, you know, and here I am texting him on his cell phone in the evening. They hang in there. You know, now they're ahead and now they're behind. Now they're ahead and now they're behind. But he appreciated that, came up this morning and talked with me for about five, ten minutes about it. So when I need a favor, I can call the warehouse and he'll handle it for me. So it's just very, very important to have all your wheels greased on the inside of the dealership. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and again, you know, it's one of the things I just admire so much about you. You know, you build those relationships and you keep them going. And that's absolutely just so very critical. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's amazing, and you do, you do the best job of anybody I know on that. Well, okay, today, try. what's the what's the largest account that you've won over? And tell us a little bit about how it happened. 
Um, I've got a company called Kaiser Premier uh, out of Fort Morgan. Um, it, it was uh, it was an account that was just kind of out there, and the oil field crashed and everything, and it was it was kind of struggling. But I just kept stopping in and uh, kept stopping in, and then as things kind of turned around for them, and they partnered with a another company out of Europe, things, you know, you got an infusion of cash and everything, and they finally called and said, you know, we got a whole stack of your cards. Would you like to come talk with us? And we, yes, I'd love to come talk with you. And that has turned out to be probably my second largest, if not largest, uh, account that I've ever gotten. Um, and it was just through persistence and stopping in without being persistent without being a pest. And uh, that account has grown into about 150 truck a year, 150 trucks a year account. And wow. uh, it, they are just fantastic. They're fantastic people. Again, you have to, a little different twist to it is I go out there and I deal with the people that write the checks and, and place the orders. But I also make sure I take hats. Everybody loves a Peterbilt hat. Uh, stocking caps, uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, things like that. I hand them out in the shop. So make sure that those guys are wearing Peterbilt stuff because they're an upfitter. They build hydrovacs, hydro excavators. And uh, so it's really taking care of the internal guys out there as well because when they have meetings and want to know what's going on and the CEO wants to know what's going on, you want those guys speaking well of you. So it's a it's a very broad type of taking care of people and marketing deal in a single business. You can't just focus on the decision makers. Oh, such incredible advice. We see people making that mistake all the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, are, you are the epitome of my motto, the road to the extra mile is never crowded. <laughs> and uh, you do a lot of things, uh, and you meant, just mentioned a whole bunch of them, from the handouts to the shirts to the consistent calling to texting him during a football game. I mean, you do a lot of extra mile things. Share some of those with us, and in particular, uh, which I was going to ask you a little bit later about this, if you include it, uh, I want everybody to know about the Cajun brawl. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the things you do to go the extra mile? You've mentioned some of them already, but um, kind of get back to that, and then uh, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about the Cajun brawl, which has been incredible. I've attended. It is an unbelievable event. Um. You know, probably talking about the extra mile is just, number one, follow up. Even if you don't do anything else, just follow up with the people because that's the number one basic fundamental. And most salespeople know they need to do, and they don't do it. Um, so that's probably number one on the list. But some of the other things we do, uh, we've got a minor league hockey team here. we got season tickets to that. So we try to take people out to dinner and into a game. Um, those are a lot of fun. You know, I stay for the whole game, but we usually stay for two periods minimum and then make a decision if we want to stay for the third or if, they, if our guests need to get going. Um, stopping in and seeing your customers on a face-to-face basis, um, that's huge. Um, showing genuine interest, you know. Stop in, you know, Ken, how's, how's your wife doing? How's, how's the kids doing, you know? People got kids going to college, you know, just, just, Ask them. Just say, hey, I just stopped by just to say hi, see if there's anything I need to do for you. You know, you don't have to have a price 
and a, and a picture and a brochure. You don't have to have all that, uh, but just stop in regularly. Um, and a Cajun boil, that is something that we started many years ago. It was about 15 years ago we started it. Uh, and actually, our first one we did, um, we just had customers over to the house, our personal home, personal residence, and Kelly and I cooked. We didn't do a Cajun boil. We did uh, some hamburgers, some brats, some hot dogs, things like that. And when it was all said and done, we said, that was stupid. It wasn't stupid, but it was. we spent all our time cooking. And we didn't spend our time networking. So we said, okay, we have to get this catered. And then one of the guys she worked with uh, did Cajun boils and does really good ones. So we started with that, and I think this year will be our 14th year. And it has really evolved from about oh, 15 to 20 people. And I think last year we had 170 RSVP. This year we expect close to 200 to RSVP. Well, we've, had to, we've outgrown our backyard. Um, that's a good thing and a bad thing, I think. There's something very personal uh, and very intimate about bringing a client and his wife to your personal home. That, so that was a big positive, but we had to weigh the pros and cons. It was just getting too crowded here. Sure. So we've had to move it to Colorado Youth Outdoors out off I-25 there. And now we put up a big tent. You haven't seen it since we've had to do that. But we've yeah. got those big rental tents and everything, and it has made all the difference. It moved it to a whole nother level. Uh, it's just very first class, plenty of parking. You get out of the sun. We had a little bit of rain last year, but everybody was fine because we were under a big tent. And the shelf life that we get out of the Cajun boil is absolutely incredible. It, it's a full year. You get a shelf life out of it. Um, I've had people walk up to me and look me right in the eyes and say, how come I don't get an invite to your Cajun boil? And I said, well, we can remedy that if you start buying trucks from me. And it's just <laughs> that boy. And it, 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 it's almost like they just walk into the trap of, oh, uh, uh, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's great. That is awesome. Great. Well, I told you uh, I got the word from my wife, Ricky, wanted to know when we were coming back. So count us in for this year. Yes, that would be wonderful to have you back. Oh, well, can't wait. Can't wait for sure. Still think you hold the record for the longest distance traveled to the Cajun Boil. That's right. That's right. Shit, yeah. I gotta keep. I gotta keep that record intact. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's this business, as you know, can be absolutely incredibly time consuming. So, uh, what are some of the things that you do to stay organized, and maybe even some of your plans for the future, uh, as far as taking your business to the next level? Um. Yeah, it is. It's difficult sometimes. Um, you go out, see people so that you can get busy, and then you get busy, you have to be in the dealership getting all your paperwork done and uh, deliveries made and everything, and then business slows down. you got to go back out, so it's kind of a, a yo-yo effect. Um, we, When I was at Well Kenny Garage, they were gracious enough to help me, um, and we got an assistant, a full-time assistant for me to take all the paperwork and the low payoff activities that I was doing off my plate, because there were many days I was there at 6 a.m. and I wasn't walking out of the dealership till 10 p.m. And we didn't have kids in the house at the time, so I could do that. And my wife was working real estate, so she was working incredibly long hours. So I know not everybody 
can do that. I understand that. But getting Aaron on board as my personal assistant changed everything. Um, it allowed me a lot more free time, but I used that free time to go see more people, take uh, clients golfing, take them shooting, out shooting sporting clays, you know, developing the relationships with them and spending time with them and getting them out to dinners and things like that. And it took all my, I would structure my deals and make sure all the notes were on there and everything. And I could hand them to Aaron and he'd take them from there, put them in the system, get the truck pulled around, get it tagged, get it detailed, get it through the shop for any upfits that we were doing and have it sitting out, ready to roll, detailed up, full of fuel for when the client would show up. Um, I've gotten so busy at Rush Truck Centers now that that is something in the future that I would love to see happen again, whether it's Aaron or, or another assistant that can help me get those low-path activities off of my plate. Um, you know, it, the old saying that we used to use in Nebraska is you get the plow off the racehorse. And so that's what we're trying to do is drop the plow and, and get going. There you go. There you go. So I'm well, looking forward well, to that. Yeah, at Will County Garage, I think you were able to double your business by doing that. It more than tripled it. Tripled? Oh, yeah, my it, gosh. It, it wow. almost, it was actually, I think we, we ran the numbers on it, and I'd have to go back and find my notes, um, but I think we we just barely eclipsed almost tripling my sales. So it was it was well worth the cost, and I know Will County Garage absorbed some of that cost, and I absorbed some out of each deal. Each deal he got, uh, the assistant was on a type of commission. So it's kind of more of a sales coordinator, but he was specifically assigned to me so that I had control of his time of what we were doing and how we were doing it. Yeah. And many times, like uh, Gene Wagner, president of uh, Bestway Burnco here in uh, Colorado, he would just call Aaron. And I'd come back in the office in the afternoon after being out making sales calls or whatever, Aaron would be beaming from ear to ear. He said, I just sold 12 trucks. Well, you did. How'd you do that? Well, Gene called me. I'm like, well, he didn't call me, you know. And Gene would say, well, I can always get a hold of Aaron, and uh, so that that also becomes another point of contact for them. So if I'm on vacation or unable to answer their call or in a meeting, they would call Aaron, and uh, wow. he was very he was in service before he was with me. So he had a very good working knowledge of the dealership, who to go see. I mean, he was just a, an extra hand and a huge extra hand at that. So that wow. if you've got a guy that's really putting up the numbers and pulling well, you know, get get the plow off of the guy. Get him an assistant. There you go. Oh, great story. And, you know, we preach that all the time. And, and anybody who does it and then does it the right way inevitably dramatically increases their business. So that's great story, great advice, and, uh, you know, getting to that next level is so important. Well, I know, you know, we talked a little bit about your uh, your, your guy who asked me what it would take to keep you from uh, showing up again. You've got to have one or two really good stories. Uh, any you can think of that you'd love to share with us? Um. Yeah, probably as far as truck sales go, um, had many things show up incorrect, but probably the biggest one for me is was that Rush Truck Center. Um, ordered a truck for a trucking company out of Loveland, Colorado. It showed up. They said it's in the shop. So I got up early the next morning to go pull my spec sheet on it and go walk around the truck in the shop, and it was cold out. And the sun's coming up. 
off in the east, and the, the light is coming in the windows on the overhead doors, just the little windows. And I'm walking around the back of the truck, and the light's hitting the back of the cab, the back of the sleeper. And I'm looking at it, and the truck was to be ordered in jet black, just jet black. And I'm looking at that. It's like, that's not jet black. That's, that's like a black cherry. And I'm looking at it. So I walk over to the door, and I open the door. And I always put the paint code and the description in the door panel, and it says black cherry. So I have the wrong colored truck. And these trucks aren't cheap to repaint. And I just, my heart just sank, and I thought, now what do I do? And someone's coming. It's going to be a beautiful day. So I got a hold of the detail crew, and I said, I need you in here as soon as you can get here. We detailed the truck up. I said, it's got to stand tall. It's got to be perfect. And I backed the truck out in the sun. I called the customer, and I said, I've got good news, and i got bad news. He says, well, what's the good news? I said, the good news is, is your truck is here. He goes, that's great news. I said, the bad news, the wrong color. <laughs> so that was an incredibly hard call to make, but I said, I want you to come look at it and tell me what you think. And so he and his wife came over. His wife fell in love with the color, and they took the truck. <laughs> it would have been a minimum of ten grand to repaint it. And to this day, I get grief from him. The entire shop, I'll walk in the shop and I'll just say, hey, I see it's, the company was Hershey Trucking. I say, hey, Hershey Trucking's in here. What are they in for? And they said, other than a repaint? You know, so I get, <laughs> I get crap from everybody for that and oh, probably wow. will forever. Wow. <laughs> so. That's a great story. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Well, any, uh, any final words of wisdom for our audience of, you know, things you'd like to share with them uh, as far as, you know, creating success in this business? Um, you know, for me, I've kind of tried to create a niche, tried to specialize. I like, uh, I really like upfitters, um, people that aren't necessarily buying the trucks but need the truck to put their product on so they can sell it because that's a repeat business. It's a constant deal. Um, bigger fleets that, just use the same thing like Best Way Concrete. Um, they just use mixers, and they have a set spec. And so every year they have to replace 20 or 30 of those. And that, that's a big – those are great, too. So it doesn't make it so complicated, and you're not reinventing the wheel every time. Um, commercially, uh, I would say know your local laws. Uh, even in the light-duty commercial world, know your local bridge laws or your state bridge laws and things like that because I guarantee you, I've sold hundreds of trucks because I knew the bridge laws and other dealerships didn't. Um, and probably the biggest thing is one thing that Lee Yoder told me, and I think you would agree with this, Ken, is the biggest thing that kills sales is indifference, just just not caring, which includes not following up. You just kind of, yeah, okay, well, that's, that's the truck. If you need it, let me know. That type of mentality. Um and I know Lee Yoder told me that years ago, and it has stuck with me. Is indifference kills more deals than anything else. And wow. so that's what I try not to be. Don't be indifferent. I mean, show genuine interest. Follow up with people. You know, run your traps. Do the right thing, even if it's going to hurt you, even if you got to pay for it. Just be honest with people like the wrong paint code. It's like, you know, this is totally my screw-up. I messed it up, and if you want me to repaint it, I'll repaint it. It hurts, but people do appreciate that. So just wow. be yourself, you know, just go do your thing, be yourself. 
great advice, outstanding advice. Okay, thanks so much for your time today. I know how busy you are. And uh, audience, once again, uh, Keith Couch, uh, Greeley, Colorado, and lives in Loveland and uh, Rust Truck mm -hmm. Centers. And I, well, you know what? I do have one more question. If you don't mind sharing this, uh, sure. What 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 is your biggest grossing month in your career? So far, my biggest grossing month uh, is two hundred and five thousand in gross in one month. It's the best month wow. I've ever had. Keith, there are departments that don't do that in three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this year has been my best year ever because I've and I still have the, the last quarter to go. Um, I'm I'm over a million dollars in gross profit. So wow, it's, it's been a fantastic place to work. Um, I can't say enough about. Rush just giving you the opportunities that they do. I mean, Rush is big, you know, and it's kind of a good news, bad news. Good news is Rush is big. The bad news is Rush is big. But you just got to figure out where the fences are, what they want, and just show up to work to work. There you go. Great advice. Great advice. Keith, I cannot thank you enough. Great information. And for everyone listening, uh, you know, just listen to this over and over and over. And if you just follow what Keith has done, there's no way you won't be successful in this industry. Keith, uh, thank you so much. Uh, number one, I appreciate your friendship. Number two, uh, thanks so much for taking the time you know, to help so many people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to help. And if, you know, if I can ever help anybody, just give me a call or shoot me an email. Thank you again. Really appreciate you doing this. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm honored that you would want to hear what I have to say. So, appreciate uh, well, it. All good stuff. And there you have it. Hopefully you gained plenty of insights from that incredible interview between Ken and Keith Couch and learned a lot of lessons that you can apply to your business as well. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you should be able to access both parts of this by now on our various podcast platforms. So please check it out and look for more on the Extra Mile Podcast. Of course, if you subscribe, you'll get an alert as soon as they're posted to your particular listening service. Thank you so much.